You're listening to Freedom Wranglers, and I'm Chanda. We're so excited about what God is doing and sharing the gospel and the freedom that comes within Christ. So why don't you saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in some freedom? Well, you are listening to Freedom Wranglers. Welcome back, everybody, who is a regular listener. Um, For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're so excited that you have chosen to give us a chance and check out Freedom Wranglers. Um, We have a very special guest, and her name is Carrie. Carrie is a very dear friend of mine. And um, just a little bit of background, Carrie and I worked together at a company here in Jacksonville, and um, I was a newbie. She wasn't too long into her position, I think about a month maybe prior to me, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we've known each other for like 13 years. I think we worked out the other day and um, and it's great, but she's one of those people that, you know, I'm sitting in my cubicle. I am not the most extroverted person when it comes to new situations. And so I kind of just get my head down and do my work. And this little nose and eyes pop up over my cubicle. And it's like, hey, what's your name? What are you doing? <laughs> and before I knew it, we became very dear friends. And so, um, you know, we've been through lots of different things together. But I think that the journey we're going to talk about today is probably the sweetest part of our relationship. Um, For me, I know it is probably the most exciting. But um, so anyways, that's kind of the backstory to Carrie and I now, I think we've got a couple of different things going on. So we've got like South Carolina, um, Carrie, and we've got South Carolina Jamie, right? Yeah, we got some South Carolinas in here. Yeehaw. <laughs> what am I doing in the middle of all this? Who knows? <laughs> you the monkey in the middle? <laughs> I will. I will be the monkey in the middle. No problem. Do not expect any monkey sounds from me <laughs> or gestures. You know, it's funny you say that. Just totally <laughs> sidetracking. We play a lot of Mario Kart in my house, and uh, the character I choose is Donkey Kong. So maybe that's very suitable for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but Carrie, we're super excited to have you on here. And just for you to share some highlights of your testimony and your relationship with Jesus. So um, we're going to kind of jump on in here. Now, Jamie, I think that you had some stuff you were going to go with, girl. Go. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just, well, where are you originally from? (laughs) I know know that's a silly question because we just pretty much introduced you to. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you mean originally. So I was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh-huh. Um, but when I was about six months old, we moved to my mother's hometown up in Dillon, South Carolina. So a very small town up there. Oh, yeah. So I'm from Dillon, South Carolina, but I live in Jacksonville, Florida now. Ah, so. oh, okay. <laughs> so she's a, she's a South Carolina Floridian girl too. She's got it all. Yeah. We're both hats. <laughs> yeah. I think I moved to Florida back when I was. She's Southern girl. Yeah. Oh gosh. I think I was. 12 going on 13 when we moved to Florida okay so the summer of the summer before I turned 13 or the summer of turning 13 I don't (laughs) anyway (laughs) that wonderful summer of 13 yeah (laughs) not like the summer of 69 with Brian Adams right I had my younger years in South Carolina my teenage years in Florida and my adult years in South Carolina and now in Florida (laughs) 
you could have been like 50 50 like kind of splitting it up you know yeah Yeah, either one or the other i'm not in between and the reality is is that let's just be real jacksonville especially the part of jacksonville i live in is really just southern georgia (laughs) yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are so close to the border and it's funny it was real funny for me when i moved down here um people have an accent. I'm like, why do you all talk like this? This is not Florida. Cause I grew up living down in South Florida, like Melbourne. So you don't get this twang that you get around here. Yeah. And uh, I'm in an area called ocean way. So we call it OW. Um, they even have their own little, you know, they have stickers for OW. It's real. Do they? <laughs> they it's do. Spe- here. Spatial. Spatial. You lived here how long and you didn't know what had OW I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know all that stuff. That's so funny. Well, you know, we're here to talk about Jesus. So Carrie, in growing up, you know, did you have an introduction to Jesus, introductory to salvation and what all that was when you were growing up as, as a kid at, at any point in your life? Did you, were you raised in a Christian home? Yeah. So I used to go to church a lot with my grandmother. Um, when she was around, uh, we went to this little, small, old white church up in some woods on the country road back there. So just painted white, right? It was just just a painted white. Yeah. Just painted white. (laughs) And, uh, um, so yeah, I remember going there, but honestly, I don't remember a lot of teachings, you know, during that time, but I just remember going with my grandmother and that was all that mattered makes at that time. She was, she was my best friend. You know, obviously Mm -hmm. I had best friends but she was my best friend that's who I spent the weekends with Mm. so and then later on uh when I was about 12 years old and uh well yeah 12 years old I was I think it was 1989 I went to a church with a friend of mine that lived next door and I got saved and you know at that moment I was a little lost uh, because Mm. the year prior had lost my grandmother my I mean my grandfather and my mother about six months apart Mm. two years before that I had lost my grandmother and that was really hard. So I was a little lost. So church at that time kind of gave me that feeling of belonging because, you know, at that time my life was uprooted, you know, just mm-hmm. less than a year before I was, you know, left the home that my mother built, left my friends that I'd known all my life because where we moved to was an hour and a half away. So, wow. you know, being 11, 12 years old, it's, it's, you know, you can't just get up and go and see your friend Chanda, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So I was introduced then it was a safe space for me at that time for, you know, the whirlwind that I was going through at that moment in my life. Now, did you say it was, a, was that a friend of yours that invited you to church or how did that yeah. transpire? Yeah, she lived next door to me. Um, we were living in an apartment and we were just, I just remember one day her asking, you know, well, you, you want to go to church with me? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, cause I remember every Sunday they would go to church and I would be at home, you know, kind of mm-hmm. bored without my friend there. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I went and I remember, you know, we always sat in the front pew and, um, they had little rooms for you to go into, to do the Lord, you know, the, the prayer. Mm-hmm. So I remember going in there and doing the savior prayer and all that mm-hmm. and sitting with the pastor and, you know, I don't know. It was, it was a, it was a moment of peace for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, outside of the church, it was, you know, everywhere I was a little lost, you know, mm-hmm. not knowing, you know, you know, there was a lot going on in my life at that time. A lot of loss. Yeah. So. yeah. And it's amazing how, 
God immediately brings us peace when we enter into his presence. I think that that's something that you just like you ultimately described there. It was just that comfort that you get in the belonging. How many people want to belong? It doesn't matter how old they are. I mean, you're like, you know, 12, 12 years old, roughly, I guess. Um, And and you're looking at this and it's like you just want to belong. Family was so important and family is getting pulled away from you. But you find that family within church you know yeah. and so and, you know and at, at that age you don't really understand a lot of things like mm-hmm. you don't understand the feelings you're going through like you know by that by the time my mother passed away yes I knew what death was but I didn't really comprehend the whole scenario of oh my gosh you know now they're all gone you know mm-hmm. and it's not that I didn't love my dad but you know I live with my mom and now here I am living with my dad and going to a whole new school, whole new people. And, you know, it was, it was, it's a lot for a 12 year old mm. you know, to go through. Oh, absolutely. It must've been such an unbelievable, you know, transition for you. And so in that transition, you know, um, do you feel that you were able to get rooted in your relationship with God? Or do you feel like that, that was something that was for that season in your life that kind of gave you some, you know, grounding and solidified, Hey, I'm still loved. I can still be a part of something. And, you know, where, where did that all go? I think it was, I think it was a season for me, honestly. Um, you know, now looking back, I hate to say that, uh, but at that time it was just, God was what I needed at that moment. And I, you know, I felt peace, but being 12 years old, I may, it could have just been that I was rolling with whatever made me feel good. Cause at Mm -hmm. 12, I don't under, you know, again, you don't understand your feelings very well. Um, you're not quite in touch with, you know, with that kind of stuff. So for me, I think it was just a season of God just trying to let me know that, hey, I'm here. Everything's going to be okay. And I've got my tissues. So if I start crying, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, hey, I'm but, with you. Yeah. I'd probably start crying <laughs> with you, honestly. <laughs> it must be a South Carolinian thing. You both, you're like, boo-hoo, it and is. I'm going. And I'm Emotional. Over here like, What's wrong with uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, so I, I feel I do you. Think it was, I do think it was just a seasonal thing for me at that time because honestly, after that, I don't really even remembering it. You know, remembering what I had learned or or anything of that sort. Because I don't, I don't remember learning verses and and stuff mm. like that. I just remember, I remember the sense of belonging and the sense of peace and the sense of calm. Because in my mind, outside of that, I was lost. I had, you know, everything was going around. It was kind of like, you know, in those in movies when they show like someone like thinking all these things and it shows it like swirling around. That's what it was like, you know, Mm. for my life at that time, you know, in hindsight, you know, back then I, it was just like, everything was enough more, but now looking at hindsight, I was like, man, I get kind of dizzy thinking about it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's kind of, you know, I think that takes us kind of to the, to the next step here that, you know, we've got, um, the next, if you want to call it question during this process, you know, Jamie, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and lead into that. Yeah, sure. Um, what do you think caused you not to pursue a deeper relationship with Jesus at that time? What do you think caused the, um, I think a lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, we, again, we moved to Florida. Well, we had, we were living in Myrtle beach at the time because with my dad. And so the following summer after my mother passed away, uh, my mother met a woman and we moved down here to Florida. So now here I am again, you know, uprooted again. I'm living in Florida, whole new school again, whole new people, yeah. whole new state. Um, oh, yeah. that's hard. You know, and I, I had met her and her sons, but still like all of a sudden now I went from my mother to my dad and I'm living, you know, with someone that I, 
knew, but not really knew a whole lot. And so, you know, in life, you know, things just started happening. When I was around 15, I started dating a young fella and um, fast forward a couple of years, by the time I was 17, you know, he had passed away just a few hours after we had talked on the phone. And so I think just, you know, a lot, there's a lot of things that happened from the time I was 12 going on 13 to the time I was 17, especially the year of, you know, 1994, there was a lot that went on. There was, you know, he passed away. Uh, There was a decision that I made in my life that, you know, just stuck with me for the rest of my life up until recently. That was more of a mental destruction as it was at the same time, I started dating the guy that I'd met when I was in fourth grade and had a crush on when I lived in South Carolina. And so we had um, started a relationship and that ended up being a whole, you know, 15 year uh, mentally abusive relationship that I I dealt with from the age of 17 to 32. So I think, I think it was just all these things happening. And Mm -hmm. the, the only moment that I had of goodness was when I was 12. But again, throughout that time, I don't really, remember a lot of things coming up. Now there were moments obviously where I met people invited me to go to church. They spoke to me about God. You know, there was a one particular moment where I went and traveled for work and this woman, you know, we had conversations without me giving any, a lot of details. And she was talking to me about God and bringing him into your life and stuff like that. And then she gave him, she'd given me a devotional book. So when I got home, you know, I read it and I remember feeling calm again and sense, but then it went into this whole, like, you know, oh, I've got to get a Bible. What about, what is this about revelations? You know, and then I started getting that and not necessarily Mm -hmm. the word, you know, of what it was supposed to. So there's always moments throughout in hindsight where you look back and you see, you know, he was reaching out to me and, you know, maybe those were seasons that I needed him because at that time that was a way out of a relationship without actually getting out of the relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. I put my head in the Bible or, you know, research and revelations. So Mm -hmm. I think just, um, I think just experiences sometimes just gets in the way of the Mm -hmm. communication, you know, and just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like I said, I don't really remember remembering when I was 12 going through all that. I just remember what I was going through, what I had been through and how I felt. And I was just mad at the world, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. then at some point it got to the point where it was like, okay, well, I must have done something really bad in my life to have received all this. Mm, yeah. And so the relationship that I'm in, this is, this is what I deserve. Mm. Yeah. And that's did, what it boiled down to. Did you find yourself searching for peace in other religions or philosophies? Did you find yourself like searching? Oh, yeah. So, um, back in 1994, um, when I was 17 and started dating my ex, I don't want to name names. So yeah, um, started dating my, my ex. I had my very first anxiety attack out of the blue, had no clue where it came from, why. Um, of course, you know, that just in a month period of time, you know, um, my sister's trailer was burned, her home was burned down, um, got in a car wreck, you know, my, my high school love uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. There was something else that happened in my life. So it was like, you know, constant thing. And mm-hmm. I had my very first anxiety attack. And then it got to the point where, it's, you know, over the years, it kind of gradually grew. And But I didn't know that's what it was. I didn't know that, you know, all these things. I just thought, you know, I was just always on edge. And everybody used to always tell me, oh, Carrie, you just have a lot of nervous energy, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so then as it grew, grew older and all that, and then life stresses hit, you know, obviously the anxiety got worse and worse. So I've struggled with it since I was 17. 
but in 2017, it really took a turn. I'd had some other um, issues and losses that I was experiencing. And I went really, it really hit me hard. And it got to the point where I wouldn't even leave the house. And if I did, just to go get gas, I would medicate myself for it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, and then I was like, I, I can't live like this. I can't live not being, you know, not going out and doing things. Not that I was a very extroverted person anyway. When I'm out and about, I'm extroverted. But if I have a choice, I like sitting at home. <laughs> She's a homebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a homebody. So at that mm-hmm. time, uh, by 2018, I started really looking into, because this half lasted almost a year. And so I started looking into yoga, Buddha, uh, mm-hmm. crystal healings, you know, breathing, meta, uh, breathing techniques, breathing coach, chakra balancing. Like I, I looked into that stuff, I had the crystals, you know, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I probably didn't try everything in the world, but I did. I went there, um, but I found myself not really digging deep into it. You know, I was just kind of learning the surface of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would ask people and talk to people and they would just say, you know, Google it, research it. And I'm like, I don't want to do all that, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I did yeah. do it. And, you know, and I, I'm not going to sit here and say that in the moment when I'm having an anxiety attack, that breathing didn't help, you know, it got my mm-hmm. breathing under control, you know, whatever, but it doesn't, it doesn't give way to what the what the issue is and what the problem is. And um, Mm. now- That's a good statement, Carrie. Say that again for people to understand that because it's a really powerful statement. Yeah, so, I mean, these these things are good, not all of it, but breathing techniques, something that we do every day Mm -hmm. involuntarily breathing. You know, when you're having anxiety attack, when you're under stress, your body goes into that and your breathing starts to be contracted and Mm -hmm. quick. So breathing techniques to kind of get your breathing under control is good, but that's the only thing it's controlling is your breathing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not really getting down to the heart of where the anxiety is coming from. Mm-hmm. Why do you have anxiety? What can give me peace? Because it's only calming you down. It's not really truly giving you peace. You that's can right. do all the meditation in the world and you can center yourself Amen. and look into yourself all you want. But mm-hmm. the fact still remains that once you come out of that meditation, you come back into the world, it's still there. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it will still hit you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried to explain anxiety all my life. You know, it's just, you know, your brain, your body just feels like there's imminent danger and it just goes into this flight mode. And um, which is true medically. Right. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, why? Why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Why cannot, why is it that we can't find a sense of relief and sense of, and peace within mm-hmm. ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, we're all going to have stresses. We're all, all going to have mm-hmm. certain fears and we're going to have moments where we do have anxiety, but it should not be an all day, everyday basis, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, I said it again in the long term. No, that's good. No, I think that that's <laughs> truth. And I think that there's people that are going to listen to this that need to hear that. They need to hear that yeah. you can do that, but it's a temporary fix yeah. for something. And you're not actually dealing with the root of the problem. And I mean, you know, Jamie and I have talked about that before, just with health in general, mm-hmm. our yeah. society is not good at getting to the root cause of what's going on. Our society is consistently like, here's a pill. We're going to just mask it mm-hmm. and, and cover it up. And we're mm-hmm. not going to get down to the root and actually repair what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you're saying is that something deep inside of you 
needed to be healed, needed to be fixed, but it wasn't, you know, these were, it was a temporary fix meditation, but it didn't, these breathing exercises, but it didn't give you a full long satisfaction of, exactly. okay, I'm at peace now. Do you think, and I I failed to add this into the question, so, but it is something we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Do you think that during this time, you know, from the losses that you've experienced and all of the different hardships, do you think that during that time you began to create like a protective mechanism around your heart, almost allowing your heart to become hard? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's easy to do because you know, you experience so many heartaches, you experience so many, you know, losses and so many friendships that, that hurt you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just life in general. And so what we tend to do is we tend to be like, okay, I've got to protect myself so that I don't get hurt like I did by this person, Mm -hmm. or I don't get hurt if I lose this job, like I did that one, you know? And, you know, it, it's really, it's a, it's actually hard to not build up, you know, a wall around yourself, a wall around your heart, because that's what makes us feel like, and that, and that's a natural thing. That's a human nature to do that. You know, if you go outside and, you know, the a limb falls on you, next time you go out, you might wear a helmet. That's what we do. We, we put on protective helmets. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it really hardened up. And, and the sad truth of it is, is that, yes, I'm saved and I'm about four months into it. And he is still breaking away piece by piece. And he knows the speed that he needs to heal me at. Uh, I'm want, you know, of course, I'm over here like, just break in there and just, just make me well again. You know, Lord, <laughs> if, if you will, if it's your will, please make me clean. Like, you know, that. but in reality, he knows that if he goes hardcore all at one time, I'm probably more likely to walk away mm-hmm. from it. You know what I mean? From the, you know, whatever, obviously I'll find my way back. I'll never leave him, but you know what I mean? He knows what I can handle. And, um, you know, I've always been a very impatient person. And so he's trying to teach me like Carrie, just a little bit at a time, you know, mm-hmm. matter of fact, this week was a, a bit of a healing already. He broke away another piece mm-hmm. and it's just wonderful. You know, he's so faithful he's to good. do that. And and like you said, you know, we all, I know that I can say for certain I've put walls up around my heart at times in my life to protect myself because you do, you go through those trials, you go through those tribulations, you go through the hurt that is always caused by other human beings. And unfortunately that's what it happens in this world because we live in a fallen world, but he comes in and he starts to just gently. And we talked about this just briefly on Sunday. It's like, it's like everything's defrosted, but there's still wounds there that have to be healed. Mm-hmm. And he comes along and he begins to heal them one by one, mm-hmm. kind of like an onion, you know, um, yeah. Jamie's used that analogy, just pulling back the layers little by little. So that kind of takes me to where, you know, so Carrie and I got in contact in 2020, I think 2020 became like this year for a lot of people to reconnect um, yeah, but you know, in history before that, we both had left our jobs at different times yeah. that we worked together. So we kind of yeah. lost contact. So it's not like, you yeah, know. you know, that's where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, I left the company in 2017 early on around May, um, because I was 
able to no longer have to work. We didn't need two incomes in our family and our son needed me to be here to assist him so that my husband could pursue what he needed to for his career. So I made that leap and stepped out of the workforce. Um, and you were in a totally different department. You'd gone into our sales team. And it wasn't long after that that you kind of shifted over. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. You shifted over to another company. And, and then after <laughs> that, I don't know how long you were there. You decided to just kind of say, Hey, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah. That was, um, you know, you have those moments in your life where you think you're okay. Cause you know, I had done all the new, new age philosophy stuff, researching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm better. I can actually, instead of working from home now, I'm good enough to go work in the office and, and be around whatever negativity and all that that's out there. And, uh, cause you do have to jump you know, head in first sometimes. So I did. And I mean, just about every day, you know, I finally had an office, you know, those are things that I want. I want in my own office, and, you know, all that. And I'm sitting there, I've got, you know, all these crystals surrounding my keyboard. I've got my essential oils going. I would shut the door and the window and I do like a 15 minute yoga, I'd meditate. And there was a day where I got out of a meeting. And when I got back to my office, I was not screaming, but I was really loud, banging my hands on the desk so hard that everything was jumping up off of it. Mm. And that was the moment that I knew this Carrie has got to go. Like, this is not who I am, you know, to be like this. And so I jumped ship, you know, put in my notice and bye-bye, you know. (laughs) You weren't long after me. It was the same year, wasn't it? 2017? Is that when you? 2018. 2018. So you were. Well, it was was 2019. It was 2018 when I left the place that we worked at together. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're correct. Yeah. So, you know, out of that, then 2020 hits and Mm -hmm. we reconnected actually prior to the pandemic kind of shutting things down. It was actually, and I don't even think you know this, but it was my birthday that you reached out and texted me. And I don't know if you knew that it was my birthday or not on that day. Um, But 2020 was a hard year for my family for other reasons and not just because of COVID. And I was really going through it. That day had been really hard for me um, due to relationship challenges within our family. And I get this text and I was just kind of like, whoa. And out of that, um, I was like, Hey, we're at dinner, but I'll call you when I get home. And uh, you know, that conversation has turned into a rekindled, refreshed friendship, stronger, um, much stronger, yeah. much better. Yeah. And, you know, through that we, and it was just like Jamie and I, we, we reconnected, you know, um, in Same 2020, year, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so God, God has a plan. Totally. Um, And, you know, it was just funny because when I think about it, I think that each of us have very strong political views. And we saw a lot of things taking place towards the end of 2020. We really didn't agree with. with Uh, (laughs) It was intense. (laughs) And that's how Freedom Wrangler started. Yeah, That's why Freedom Wrangler started is because we wanted to have that voice Mm -hmm. to be very opinionated because we didn't have that platform on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We were getting right. shut down. We yeah. were getting like blocked or everything was getting taken off Facebook every time I'd mm-hmm. say something. Mm-hmm. So it was so refreshing to talk to Chanda about the same view. So you can tell like me and me and Chanda had talked about this in the past. We were like, yeah, we were pretty 
pretty geeked up for that. <laughs> we were <laughs> pretty geeked up. But listen, we all know every conspiracy theory has yeah. turned out to be fact recently. Yeah. So anyhow, we'll leave that no. there. If you don't know what we're talking about, well, too bad. Go back and listen to our other episodes. But um, <laughs> but we've taken a hard right turn. What you say? We have. We've taken that's a, a good right thing. Turn. It we is. need a good thing. to. Yeah. yeah. We need to. We need that. Well, you know, it's yeah. like we we're in the midst of all that even till this day. And so, yeah. you know, in the break of it all, here are you two, you know. And so I think it's a good thing that we have a podcast with two beautiful women that we can come to and listen about Jesus and listen about God and what he can do in our lives. Aww, that way we can get a break from all that other mess Thank that we you. have to hear yes. all day, Amen, every day. Sister. So yeah. Thank you. That was, and, and, and that, you know, that confirms what Jamie and I were saying is like, we, we need to be a breath of fresh air. Freedom yeah. doesn't have to be recounting all of the garbage that the world is handing out. And so, yeah. you know, that's, um, that's very encouraging. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, um, so out of this, you know, you and I, I decided try to be nice. <laughs> she's real sweet you have no idea um but we we decided both carrie and i were like we're gonna get our concealed to carry now she had already gone through the class and all this stuff but we were taking like that whole step to go downtown yeah fill out the paperwork oh, yeah, together. Get our pictures taken and you know so we're doing taking these kind of big steps like thinking we're big girls you know doing all that stuff yeah and that was only the second time that we had like face to face together face to face for a good year and a half two years Mm -hmm. probably yeah Yeah. it was it was and um you know I think that out of that during during this time I was able to really um open up and share my Mm -hmm. faith with Carrie um she knew that I was a Christian she knew I went to church when we worked together but I didn't really go into a lot of detail but there was this was an opportunity for me to kind of open mm-hmm. up a little bit more during this time because it it has been these past 3 years have been insane yeah i think you were just more unapologetic about it mm-hmm. you know you weren't afraid to really come out and say you know what this is and you it's not like you came to me and said you know this is what i believe it was just you weren't afraid to make the post. You weren't afraid to talk about what he's done in your life. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. here I was mm-hmm. on this end, like, well, you know, and I was a huge cusser at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, I don't want to have to like change who I am, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I hope that you can accept me for, you know, whatever. But then I found myself just, you know, over the last few years, just when I would text, I would just, nope, backspace, backspace, backspace. Yeah, <laughs> I try my best to not be that. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, no matter what you both believe, there should be a mutual respect there. And, you know, I knew enough about God to respect her love for him and respect his love for her. So, and it was, and it was that kind of thing where I was like, she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that, you know, the F word, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> sorry. And, it, and it's so <laughs> funny because I was okay. Because it's so funny. Cause I never, I don't think I ever said to Carrie, don't talk like that. You know, no. I just mm-hmm. never said anything. And, um, but she knew that wasn't my heart was my heart wasn't to, to say things like that. And so, um, out of that, there's just these little things that she was all of a sudden tweaking. And, um, and I was kind of like, huh, look at her, what's she doing? You know? And then, but I, but then she starts sending me these videos of this guy called Craig Brown Brown. on TikTok and then on Instagram. And uh, if you are on Instagram and you're on the Christian side or on the Christian side of TikTok, you will have seen Craig Brown because he always says, stop 
you got three minutes to pray or three minutes yeah. for this. And he'll, he'll sit there and he's like, yeah, you're still here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And he's great. Mm-hmm. He's so great. Yeah. And he just shares his heart and he's so on point with the words. And so all of a sudden I, she starts sending me these videos and I'm like, all right, God, what you doing over there? You know? And then she's like on glorify the app and she starts, you know, sharing little bits and pieces here and there of that. Um, and we talked about God, we talked about Mm -hmm. these things, but your response was that you believe that there's something Jesus was a good man, but you can't really buy into the fact that he's the son of God. And everything, you know, there's something, there's an energy in everything. That was the response that that you gave me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so weird to think about because in my mind, I think I was trying to conform to the external things around me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because that's what a lot of people in, in my environment around me, you know, because I didn't hear much about it. And so it was just those moments in life where I say now that I was a wannabe atheist because I would even find myself every so often still doing now, lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord, my soul to keep, you know, that mm-hmm. whole prayer. Cause that's what my mom taught me. And that was the only prayer I ever knew. And, um, so it was always those things where if I said his name in vain, it was, you know, immediately in my head, it was, you know, I'm so sorry, God, can you please forgive me? You know, people didn't know that I did that, but I would do mm-hmm. it. And, um, and I actually would try to, my version of what I call my version of prayer for people. When I would drive down the road and I would see a car wreck, I would immediately, you know, please dear God, I hope everybody's okay in there. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So when I look back, there's little pieces. Matter of fact, I dated a guy, um, years ago. And he says that one of the things that he remembers the most was me sitting there reading, uh, parts of the Bible to him. Mm. You know, I remember doing that, but you know. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Weird. So yeah. yeah. So it, and it's like he's always been there. And so like we fast forward yeah. to 2022. Mm-hmm. And um I have this opportunity with our church to go to a place called Little Gasparilla. And I've shared about it on previous episodes. And you can you can hear those episodes and what happened. But the long and short of it is that there was a hurricane and there was a group of people that are based in um North Carolina, and they said, Hey. We are going, are they in North Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. I apologize. Everybody's from South Carolina. (laughs) God's doing something. Anyhow, they're called Spokes of Hope um, from South Carolina. And um, we were supposed to actually go and work with a totally different organization down there. And for whatever reason, I believe God was in it. They never contacted us back. So we ended up getting hooked up and connected with Spokes of Hope. And we went down there. Now, the unique thing about Spokes of Hope is that their ministry was birthed out of tragedy. It was birthed out of tornadoes hitting their hometown and hurricanes. And so they said, we want to serve. We want to go where and be disaster relief, but with Jesus heart, you know? And the cool thing about them is that they don't care what your label is. And I say label, meaning denomination. If you believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died for your sins and he rose on the third day, you're in as far as they're concerned, you know, and they're very open to people who are kind of on the edge of what do I believe being there. So we went and we ministered down there in October um, with a group of people from our church and God laid it on my heart 
to go back. God said, you need to go back and you need to help put a promo video together for them to put on their website, to put on their YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, Lord, the very next week, <laughs> the very next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. It was, well, I think it was about 10 days after I'd gotten back. Cause oh, I had to okay. put some stuff in place, but it was quick. It was a real quick turnaround time. I was barely home and we were heading back down. And so I had said to Amanda, who's the youth pastor at our church and said, you want to go back with me? And I had gone to our pastor and I'd said to him, cause I'll believe in spiritual lines of authority. I believe in coming and saying, Hey, I'm under your covering. You're my pastor. And this is what God's leading me to do. Will you pray with me? Do you support me? Do I have your blessing kind of thing? And of course, pastor Danny was all in. He was like, absolutely. And I said, well, I wanted to ask Amanda to come. And I know she's on staff. Yeah. That means both of us are gone on this day. And he's yeah. like, go, go. I can't, I can't say no, you have to go do it. And I was like, wow. Okay. So then I reached out to Carrie round about the same. I think it was the same day I reached out to Amanda and I think it was before. Cause I, t I didn't answer you. And then I got a text from you that said, Hey, I have someone that's going with me. And I was like, immediate was like, what? You know, I had been trying to ignore it thinking, you know, if I don't, if I don't do anything with it, she'll just kind of like not ask me again, you know? And then, yeah. uh, and then next thing I know, I get a text from her and I was like, immediately I was like, what? And I responded before I even thought about it. I was like, well, I was going to go with you. And then I was like, how do I delete this? Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny because, um, I, I had asked, and I, but I wasn't going to press just like, I wasn't going to press that you needed to come to Jesus. I wasn't going to press this issue with you. I was like, if it's in her heart and God wants her to be there, he's going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, mm -hmm. he did. But it had always been in both of our hearts to go and help on disaster relief. I know that that was something that you and I were both very like passionate about. And that was one of the reasons I was like, look, this is an opportunity. And I had asked for the first go around. I said, you want to come? And you were like, nope, not sure about that. Not now. And then I thought, well, it's a smaller number. Maybe she'll be in plus you have photography skills and different things that I don't have that I could utilize. You know, you had a drone, you could fly. So we, you know, end up going down there and it's just us three girls. Mm -hmm. And I had already said to Amanda and John and to pastor Danny and Jamie, I said, pray. I said, cause I believe that this is the time that Carrie is going to get exposed to the gospel. And this is her time. I'm believing yeah full salvation today yeah and um and i do remember that time because that was the time you see chanda asked me to come but during that time my husband lost his job and yeah. we were in a very limbo state and very i'll just say we were being baptized by fire <laughs> i'll just say that <laughs> because god was doing something you know and it was painful and, right. but when she told me that you were going, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be, this is going to be a good thing. You know, the mm -hmm. Lord's going to work this out to be a really good thing. That's it. And, um, when, and so it was like an answer to prayer. Well, I know you're going to get was. into it. Yeah. But. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we spent the first day there, um, just scooting around on a golf cart film and stuff, doing things. We came back and um, I think at that point, Shane, who is the, he is the head of Spokes of Hope had just gotten back to the island and you had an encounter, but it was brief. There were no words exchanged. What happened, Carrie? No. Well, <clears throat> so y'all had talked about how, you know, how nice he was and all that, but he wasn't there when we got there and we were all sitting at, I guess you would call it the headquarters. Yeah. So that's was. where all the food and everybody would hang out. 
And, you know, I found me a little seat by a pole where I could kind of like hide behind the table and kind of just watch everybody. Cause that's what I like to do. I like to just watch everybody. And, you know, honestly, at the time I was, I mean, this is bad to say, but I was sitting there thinking like, I hope nobody asked me like if I go to church or anything, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, cause you know, non-believer comes around and that's the first thing, that's the first thing you get hit with. It's like, do you go to church? Do you believe in God? Do you know if you're going to heaven or hell? You know? And so I just kind of sat there and next thing I know, you know, everybody's like, Oh, here comes Shane. And Shane comes walking up the steps and, you know, he's all, you know, he's all like talking and having a good time. And, you know, it's, it's hard to explain his exuberance, but he's just, he just has a presence with him. He does. And he got it to the stop, top of the stairs. And I remember turning, I was looking to see, see Shane. And for a split moment, we locked eyes. And he just kind of in the midst of all that, that he was talking and laughing and joking, all of a sudden he got like really quiet for a split second. And I remember turning away and he just kept on going and he ended up sitting across from me with you. Mm-hmm. And he was joking and look at me and laugh and joke and try to make me laugh. So I could tell that he was trying to, you know, make me feel comfortable. Yeah. So that was my moment, you know, with him. And I, it was at that moment, I felt awkward. I was like, what was that? You know, like, why, why, why'd you look at me like that? You know? And I think now, you know, um, it was a a divine encounter. It was a God moment. Um, probably more so for Shane at that moment, because I believe he's a man that hears from God. And I believe that God was probably saying, this is somebody that needs, needs me. And, um, so, you know, we did our, he took us on an amazing tour around the Island and showed us different stuff. And we, we encountered these different people telling different stories, but not once did anybody say, Carrie, are you saved? Carrie, what you doing? You going to church? Nobody. It it was just, we were in the moment, just doing what we're doing. And, um, we got back that night and we had some dinner. The Islanders brought us whatever. And, then um the islanders the islanders man <laughs> i know i follow their facebook page it's just nice to see the pictures yeah. anyways and me and me and amanda went to the beach that's what i was gonna say you guys yeah. asked me if i wanted to go and um the holy spirit had just said to me no chanda you need to allow them to go you don't need to be yeah. in the mix of this and i know that that was god and i was like no guys i'm gonna go get a shower and chill and you guys went and had a conversation on the beach Yeah. At first I wasn't going to go just because I didn't know her very well. And I was like, what do I say to her? You know, I mean, I thought she was in her early twenties. I didn't know that (laughs) she's She's 35, 36, 36. She is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at her, you wouldn't know. Um, But we go down there and I don't even remember, we were looking at the sunset and it was so beautiful, you know, even though there was red tide there and you coughing every time you turn around, but, um, you know, I just remember looking at sunset and I can't even remember how it came up you know, maybe it was me saying something about look at the beautiful art, you know, God or or something. I don't know. But, Mm. you know, I just came and I just asked her questions like, well, you know, how do you know, like he's, you know, that you're hearing from him or, you know, and I, he, she was just, she was very calm about it. You know, when she would talk to me, we didn't really, I like, we didn't go in like really a lot of detail or anything like that. It was very quick moment. And, um, I don't know, just hearing her talk about it, it was, I don't know. It was kind of relaxing, you know? Mm, and yeah. I was like, then I, as we were walking back, I thought to myself, why was I asking the questions? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand like where that came from. Like, <laughs> why am I asking her this question? I was like, well, you know, I, I just believe that God is everything. God is the universe. God is the energy. You know, God, God is everything, you know, which 
to me, he is everything. He's everything. He's my love. He's my provider. He's my mm-hmm. protector. You know, he is everything to me, but not in the sense that I thought he was before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then we talked about Jesus and I was like, well, same thing that I've told you and everybody else, you know, I just, I thought that he was a man that was raised to believe that he was the Messiah to cover up for his mother's infidelity, you know, all that stuff. And that he just lived a good life. And he was a, he taught everybody the way that you should live, you know, and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that he put himself on the cross. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so those are kind of things that we talked about. And I remember when we got back, I was like, because I ended up picking a room where I was by myself. You know, yeah, she did. She, the last night. <laughs> she took the yeah. big room and it's okay yeah. because Amanda and I were used to bunking on bunk beds in the previous visit to Gasparilla. We were in bunk beds and anyways, we tend to laugh ourselves to sleep. So it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I remember getting back and I remember uh, we had sat up and we all talked for a little bit yeah. and um, I still, I did feel a little bit of uncomfortableness just because I was like, I just had this small conversation and I, I couldn't quite make out why I had, why those questions had came to my mind or why I felt the need to ask her. Cause I'd already, you know, asked you a couple of things mm-hmm. here and there, you know, throughout the years, but yeah. I didn't understand it. So part of that was me just trying to unravel like, what was going on on the inside of me to even want to ask when I didn't know. That's right. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that shows like uh, with Amanda, she's definitely anointed. Um, God speaks through her and there is a calmness when you're around her that, that comes about. She's never an intense individual. And we've been no. working together the since way August. She talks. She's so, I know. That's, that's her gift and calling though. And now yeah. you can see it. And <laughs> yeah. so when I hear you say that, I'm like, oh, that's Amanda. That's, that's the gifts God's given her. So, um, you know, we get up the next morning and the next morning is going to be filming this video of Shane talking about Spokes of Hope, the vision God gave him, so on and so forth. It's a promo video that we're putting together. Little did we know that this promo video would lead to him sharing a story about a poem his father had written for him that his mom made sure that he got not long before his father passed away. And it was really about how he wanted, his father wanted him to be the best reflection of him that he possibly could. And I mean, we're all boohooing because for me, I'm listening to that. I'm like, that's what I want to be for Jesus. God, yeah. my father, mm-hmm. I want to reflect him the best I can. Like, literally, we're just like, I'm behind the camera, just tears rolling. I look at Amanda, she's wrong. Now, Carrie, I'm like, I don't know why she's crying, because she's been crying through over half this thing. And I'm thinking, well, maybe God's dealing with her. I don't know. So I'm yeah, going to let he ended pass it, it off He ended me. the interview with that. Yeah, he ended the interview with that poem, which at, by the end of the interview, we were all bawling. You know, even him, I mean, he was crying. Yeah, but. So, so what was taking place in your heart and in your mind during that interview with Shane? Well, you had a list of questions that you were asking him and I can't remember which question it was. I, every so often I go back and actually watch the interview because you sent it to me. And because I do that because when I, when that moment hits, I know exactly what moment it was for me, but there was a question that you had asked earlier in the interview and I had a question as to, you know, in my mind that I wanted to ask him because, you know, I think it was kind of like, what do you need to, you know, what do you expect or what do you require for someone to volunteer with oh, okay. hope? And, you know, when he, when he responded, he didn't really say much about the people that weren't Christians. And um, so 
I had this question in my head that I, I was like, okay, I want to ask him, but I'm not going to break into Chanda's, you know, interviews. I'm going to wait till it's mm-hmm. over. So I just kept repeating the question over and over and over. And there was other times where questions popped up and I'm like, no, this is one that's important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if anyone else has ever done that when you're in a meeting or something like that and you have a thought that comes up, you just keep repeating it, you know? And so I was doing that. And then you got to, I think it was like the second or third question to the end. And it was one of the, I think, um, something about the top three things that you've taken away from, you know, the good things or whatever from that down here in little Gasparilla. And, you know, he said his first thing, he said his second thing. And then his third answer was answering my question to the T and I knew, and I was behind one of the cameras, like sitting there. So I couldn't just, look, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and so I just started crying and I knew that it was coming. So I quietly got up and I, I nailed down and I think the kitchen was right there by us. So I nailed down in there and I was crying and I was like, all right, Carrie, get yourself together. You know, cause I wanted to hear the interview. Yeah. <laughs> so cleaned everything up, went back, made sure I wasn't sniffling, but sniffle all the time. And it was after everything was done, um, we stopped the interview and everything like that. We were talking about it and then about us all crying, like what's wrong with us? We're all crying, you know? And for some reason I felt the need to explain why I had cried earlier, just a couple questions prior to the end of us, you know, to the end of the interview. And I don't know why, but I just felt the need to share that. And it was literally me saying, I think God was answering my question through you so that I wouldn't have to ask it. And he, he wasn't preaching to me, but he was telling me all about the love of Jesus and, you know, and how you think I'm something because I'm here doing an interview because I have spoke so hope. I'm nothing. I'm nothing without him. He's the one that does it all. Mm -hmm. And the whole time he's sitting there talking or he's standing there and he's talking to me. He looks at me and he starts explaining how, you know, the devil and Satan's making you question. He makes you question everything. He's always putting those, those doubts in your mind. He's even making you question as we speak mm-hmm. and really at, as he was speaking and talking about Jesus, I was in my head mm-hmm. talking to myself about who I thought Jesus was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so there, it was that. And then by that time, time, I think Miss Jane had came in. And so I had three women. I was surrounded by three women with Shane in front of us. And three of these people, I just barely knew. I just met the day before. And next thing I know, Shane's like, let's everybody, let's just pray. Let's just pray. And so we get by, get around in a circle and, and I'm feeling awkward because I'm always awkward when, you know, there was a big group of people praying. And then he asked Chanda to lead the prayer. And next thing I know, I'm like crying like a kid again. And I'm repeating after her. And then I'm giving myself to Jesus and accepting him as my Lord and Savior. And honestly, I can't say that at that moment I felt great. I was scared. I was mm-hmm. confused as to what just happened. Why did I do that? did I really truly mean it? And then there was this whole, you know, all my life, it's always been, if I make a decision, something, I lose something, I lose someone. Mm-hmm. And I'd always heard the saying that, you know, God will take those things out of your life that aren't good for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always thought, I think even while you were down the little Gasparilla the first time, I think I even sent you an audio message and you know, I'm saying, you know, I'm just scared that I'm one of those things that he takes away. I'm just scared that, you know, my husband's one of the things that he takes away. You know, I didn't want anything taken away from me for right. making that decision. Mm-hmm. And I even expressed that as we walked back to the headquarters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that day it was, I was kind of bewildered a little bit. I was like, <laughs> what? And then the whole way home, we're all talking about it, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. about Jesus. Yeah. And, and I remember you telling me, you know, like, 
he'll, he'll start to show himself to you more and more and more. Just stay with it, you know? And then we got back and I think we spoke outside for almost an hour and a half. We did. Yeah. 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 We'd already yeah. We'd, we'd driven five hours in the car talking about it and then spent some time outside. And, you know, the, the question that, that I asked Carrie that day was, you know, Carrie, if you died tonight or today on the way home, where would you spend eternity? Mm-hmm. Would you be in heaven and she said, well, I hope so. And at that moment for me, it was like, no, this isn't a hope. So maybe mm-hmm. so moment, this is a no, so moment. I want you to yeah. know for certain. And so for anybody that is listening, you know, right now to this, you can know right now, this very day where you're going to spend eternity, because all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you're the son of God. It's that easy. It doesn't have to be long and flowery, um, you know, and it's just admitting, hey, I'm a sinner. We're all sinners. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. We're all born into sin. And so God has really done a transformation in Carrie's life. Now, you know, there's just been so much that's transspired um, in her life in a very short window. So, um, you know, Jamie, you got anything to add here? I don't want to keep going. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just wondering if you have a favorite Bible verse now that uh, all this is happening. And if so, what is it? <laughs> okay, I have actually a few. Um, and when I say few, I mean three. Well, I do have more that are up on my war room wall. But yeah. um, I have one. I, I'm still trying to remember books, chapters, verses, and all that. So I wrote them down for everybody. So I wouldn't forget. <laughs> oh, look at you. Uh, yes. You're so prepared. Um, well, they're, well, they're already written down anyway. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I brought them out and had them written down so that I wouldn't forget. Awesome. But the very first one, one of the things that I have struggled with um, is anger, my temper. Okay. I've always told everybody, oh, I've always had a really bad temper. You know, I just get mad. My stepmom used to always have this thing that says, you know, you and your dad are just alike. You get mad if your shoes don't tie right. And I was like, well, you're right because they should have tied right the first time, you know? And, and it's, that's not really a good explanation of how quick my temper is, how angry I was on the inside. So the very first verse that I ever wrote down and stuck up on my wall was Proverbs 14, 29. And it says, People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I look back in hindsight, all those moments that I just flew off the handle and just showed my booty, I felt so bad and so guilty that it was like I had my head down, you know, every, you know, the next day, every time, because it truly shows how foolish you are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're, yeah. So anyway. And then the next one, um, I kind of go hand in hand. My anxiety is something that I've dealt with since I was 17. You already spoke about that. But um, actually, before I ever read it, I heard it on The Chosen. Uh-huh. And it's Matthew 634. And the version that I chose, because there's different translations, mm-hmm. do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Mm-hmm. And I thought so right because I can't do anything about tomorrow you know yeah, yeah. and then there's Matthew 6 27 and it's also in Luke 12 25 and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to your span of life mm. and I think back to all these years all the moments and hours that I spent being anxious and mm-hmm. worrying about stupid stuff mm-hmm. stupid stuff 
worrying about the conversation that I'd had yesterday. What did I say? Did I say anything wrong? Should I, oh, I should have said this, you know, I didn't get my point across. Then I'm like texting, you know, trying to confirm, you know, Hey, just so you know, when I said this, I didn't mean, you know, I remember those conversations. (laughs) I remember them. (laughs) And I'm not saying that they're ever going to always go away. You know, there's that because, you know, there are times where you do say the wrong thing. You need to correct that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, when you think about all the time that you spend worrying about very minute things, Mm -hmm. if you add it all up, that's more than half your span of life Mm -hmm. that you've lived so far. You know what I mean? I mean, I am 46, about to be 47. And I think from... 40 I mean 30 years ago from the time I was 17 up until now all the time that I've spent worrying wow. it's just absolutely ridiculous as my dad would say ridiculous but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so true and you know um yeah. those, those are awesome verses Carrie they're really um they're powerful and I think that it's not just relevant for somebody who's got anxiety it's relevant for all of us you know or yeah. our anger issues and um you know, he, I want to say just a couple of things. The first thing is that I know that, you know, you did come back with a lot of fear. You, you came back and you were like, what's God going to take from me? And, um, he's not taking anything from you. He's giving you so much more, but at that moment in time, because of past experiences and you thought that it was God, if you like that, that you were, losing things. And it was like a a punishment thing, you know, and instead he's uh, from my perspective, he's given you so much joy and peace and comfort and different things. And I mean, we're, none of us have arrived yet. So it's, it ain't over yet. He's still working on all of us. And there's a little song that, you know, we used to sing in, in church when I was a kid, he's still working on me, you know, the way things ought to be something about the sun, moon, and stars. I used to sing it, but I can't remember. Anyhow, um, but the other thing is, is you have a spiritual birthday or eternal birthday, whichever you want to call it. What, what is it? Cause you said like, we're about four months in. So what's your, what's your birthday? It was girl? November 3rd, 2022 Ooh, is my, oh. my Jesus birthday. Nice. <laughs> Come to Jesus birthday. Um, that was a scary day for me. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's not, everybody's experience is different. And it was scary for me because I got home and there was a day where I was like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm strong enough to carry the word, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a song from someone that came on and I was like, Jesus, you're telling me that I'm a fighter. I am strong and that you believe in me. And, you know, he just keeps speaking to me in different ways. When I look back in hindsight, y'all, the, there are two moments that really stick out in my mind. And there was one day where I had called into work and I was up there by myself at this national park, you know, cause it was on a weekday. There was nobody there mm. and I was crying. And I remember I just looked up and I said, God, if I'm supposed to leave him, please tell me, show me that this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And I kneeled down because I was sitting in the chair. So I kneeled down to my knees, put my head down to my knees. And I opened my eyes and there was this little pendant, little cross pendant out there by itself. No necklace, no people, no nothing. Just me, the chair and the pendant. And that was in 2009. No, 2008, I believe. Yeah. So, um, so what you you're know, there's, saying there's, is that he's, in, he's always there. Yeah. But like, there. 
really from the time you were 12, when you said yes to Jesus, regardless of other decisions you've made, he made a promise to you to never leave you nor forsake you, didn't he? Absolutely. Yes. There you go. Always been there following you, chasing you, saying, Carrie, I'm still here. I know you think you know what you believe, but (laughs) it's all good. It's all good. I'll get you in the end. And, um, you know, he's He's long suffering. God is long suffering. And, you know, with the anxiety part, he's always there for that too. Right. So, you know, there was a night where we were camping and I was having a bad anxiety attack. Everybody's asleep. And, I just, I tried everything that I knew of that I spoke about earlier. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to pray. So I pray to God to take it from me because I just want to enjoy the weekend with my husband. And within about five, 10 minutes, I was asleep. Mm -hmm. I I mean, you know, and I remember even telling, you know, my husband about it the next day. So, you know, it's easy to see it now, but then it was just like, okay, you know, and so I just found myself, like just really wanting to reach out when I needed him, Mm -hmm. not when he needed me. Mm-hmm. and he needs us just as much as we need him. That's all we need to do is take him in. And, you know, I still deal with some anxiousness, but it's nowhere near, nowhere near what I've experienced. Yeah. And he's going to remove that through time. You know that. And, and, and we know that. And, you know, um, what is just so beautiful about our relationship with God. And, and you said it, he needs us and he needs us because he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to commune with us. He loves us so much. And we don't fully understand the love of God until we really surrender to him. Um, I know that's been my experience. How about you, Jamie? You know, yes, it's total surrender. Like you, it, and it, just like I was saying, while you were going through that process and my husband lost his job, it was like, still, even so you still have, you have this doubt that wants to come over you. And it's like, Lord, why is this happening to us? I mean, we're (laughs) believers, Lord, right? you know, but then there's a verse that says, do not be surprised about the fiery darts that come your way. And that's what I'm saying. Even as a Christian, you Mm -hmm. have things coming at you, but they're not as, as the world would respond. It's more like, I'm going to, we're going to get on our knees and pray. So it's a different perspective. That's it. You're still going to have trouble. Yeah, he didn't promise a perfect yeah. worldly world, worldly yes. life. So that's right. That's right. That's right. He didn't. He didn't say it would be easy. He actually said you will have trouble. I mean, Jesus yeah. just said it flat out. You're gonna right. have trouble. So spiritual. It's a fire baptism. It is. It is. And it doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that as soon as we accept Jesus, that um, we're not going to experience relationship issues. We're not going to experience financial challenges. We're not going to experience loss. It still happens because we live in a fallen world. That's right. And I know that's one of the questions that you asked me. You were like, yeah, but why? And I said, I don't have the ultimate answer as to why you lost these loved ones. But the answer that I do know is that we live in a fallen world. And because of sin, it has caused everything in this planet to be corrupted. Where we were made perfect, Adam and Eve were made completely perfect to have no, you know, sickness, nothing inside their DNA, as soon as they sinned and sin entered in, it made uh, the human man, humankind fallible. It made us vulnerable to those things. And so it's not that God has caused it, but he gave us that free will. And so sin is the number one cause of the stuff that we see. And to me, it's, that's the answer to 
all the problems in the world. It's mm-hmm. just downright sin because yeah. of the enemy. But you know, we have it makes us overwhelmingly wanting him to come to take us up out of this world too. For Absolutely. me to yeah, yeah. For me to the live hope is Christ, but to die is gain. That's Paul right. said that. And yeah. so being a believer, knowing Jesus, man, that's the greatest thing I could ever gain yeah, is eternity. It really is. And right. um, so, so I look at that and I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, just as we get ready to kind of wrap this up, because your testimony, I know there is so much more that's going to come to light that we're going to yeah. have to have you back on to share other <laughs> things that God's done in your life. Um, so I just want to go back all the crystals, all the, the tarot cards, Buddha, all the different things. You still have them in your house? You're gone. I do have some crystals, the natural ones, you know, or they're all natural, obviously. They're all, I mean, they're still a part of God's artwork, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they're they not what they, they never really meant that to me anyway. Because to me, it was like, well, they don't really work. So I just kind of put them away in a box and they're just there. Um, but I did pray over them the other day to remove any kind of evil condensation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Kept the one when we went to Ireland, I found a quartz, mm-hmm. you know, actually in Dingle, Ireland mm-hmm. from the ground. So I was like, I don't even know. But yeah, I did. I did do a, a, a blessing prayer over them, yeah. you know, because and they are still God's artwork. Yeah. But, but, but they're not of... healing to me. They never, you know, That's right. here yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah. I'm you know, three, four years into this. Well, I'm not now, but you know, three to four years into the new age stuff and I'm not healed. Yeah. Yeah. These right. Didn't hear me. There you yeah. go. Yeah. The, the tarot card that didn't, tell you. didn't balance anything. Yeah. You know, I'm still like in a whirlwind. <laughs> so the reality is, is that you had a God shaped hole in your heart that all of those things just didn't just fit. Didn't they feel. couldn't, they couldn't fill it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why none of it worked. But as soon as Can't you put a star in a square, that's right. And as soon as you insert Christ in, it's like, oh, it fits. And yeah. then other stuff. And that happened that happened in. immediately, not almost immediately after we got back from Gasparilla. Mm-hmm. Within about, I would say less than a week, it was I kept being drawn to that shelf. Yeah, and, and I, was it like, was, I gotta get rid of it. It was when <laughs> yeah. you text me, you're like, by the way, I just got yeah. rid of all this stuff. And you know, when I went to go sell the tarot cards, God was like, No, what are you doing passing that on to somebody else? Well, I did you sell know. the tarot cards. Sold I did one sell set, but... I sold a few sets, threw one away, but then I was like, Oh, you know, I need to sell the the singing bowl and the little Buddha statue that I had that I did not use to like rub his belly. Mm-hmm. I, just, I like little I like little stuff, you know, like little perfume bottles. So I bought because them. for those of you who don't know Carrie, she's a little bit. She's I'm just, four foot ten, yeah, which is the Ziggy that she yes. talks about me over there. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I went to go sell those. I was like, oh, I need to sell those because nobody ever, you know, nobody grabbed it. And then it was like, I just immediately had this thought that came in my head that said, mm-hmm. it just clearly said, you know, don't spread it, stop spreading mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I literally put the Buddha in the singing bowl and I took it outside to the big trash can and I threw it in there and Buddha just exploded into a bunch of tiny pieces i remember going oh back to the trash can looking in i was like what is that noise and i opened it up and it was all in little pieces and uh and i just remember smiling and i just shut it and walked off i was like okay one more <laughs> off, you know? so honestly I, you know i probably have more things in there that i probably don't even remember i just won't know until i come across it you know i didn't have a whole bunch of stuff anyway I'll say we just well, don't have a lot know, of space. Yeah, and 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 if you do come across stuff, what what I have done in the past when I've had things that God's revealed to me, you need to get that out of your house. We we burn yeah. it. I, we yeah. just have a good old burning session outside the house, and we're like, okay, yeah. it's gone. I yeah. burnt t shirts, like 
I think somebody had bought me a t-shirt. I think it had kiss on it. I was like, mm, no, you know, and there was a game that we had played at one point and games can really be off. And this game wasn't like a Ouija board or something like that, but it was a game about lying. And I believe that when you play a game of trickery or you play a game of lying to try to deceive people, it opens up the door for the great deceiver to enter in or allow his minions to come in. So anyhow, we burned all that. We had a good old burning session. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like the burn that we had at your house with the fireworks, right? <laughs> no, listen, y'all. <laughs> After the fourth of July, we had Sorry, and her family I had to here. bring that up just for a second. Just for a second. It's crazy. <laughs> I tell y'all. It's a good giggle. We had Jamie and her family come for the 4th of July this past year. And it was awesome. We had a great time. And um, we thought that everything was out in the fireworks. And so her beloved put everything in the trash. But evidently no. still had a little spark. Uh, yeah. and well, Jonathan Johnson did say, he did say, don't we need to water this down? Because we do. You know, we'll but, water this, our listen, stuff but the but Scottish John, guy is like, whatever. He's like, no, no, it's okay. It's in the trash. No worries. John doesn't even want to celebrate the day because, you know, it's like highlighting that they <laughs> lost and all this stuff. So, oh. but anyways, oh, we get up the next day word. and Jamie and her family have gone to St. Augustine to do all the great tourist things. And I go oh. to empty this. Well, John went to empty the trash and he goes outside. He goes, John, come here. And I walked out and then no word of a lie. That big old trash can that Duval County melted. gave me, it was melted to the ground. <laughs> There was nothing what? but cans. It melted. And it was right, the big green one? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, and here's is. the thing. It is scary because it's right, it was right next to our garage. And those angels were working overtime. Oh, they were yes. like, put it out, put it out, put it because oh, it's right yes. next to our bedroom, too. And I was like, we could have gone up in smokes and not yeah. even known it. But oh, God, wow. God protected us. And it's we laugh about it now because you know, there's yeah. a good old patch of grass that's all burned up and plastic into it. But mm -hmm. you know, God is sovereign, He protects us and takes yes, care of us. So it was and not needless to say, Justin did get a new trash can. He went he out the middle of the Bless night. his heart. I had to get your husband to call him because he for some reason he wasn't getting my calls, and your your husband's like, Justin, where yet, buddy? Yeah. He's like, I'm at Lowe's. I'm coming back. <laughs> Bless his heart. And he didn't have to do that, but you know, it's um, it was crazy. But that's not the kind of burning we had. So no. anyhow, but um, no, I was just gonna ask. That's not the him. fire baptism you want, huh? No, 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 no. no, no. That was not, girl, it was not. That was that not was definitely all. the angels working overtime that night on Fourth of July. But yeah. I do have a question. I was just gonna ask you: Do you have any advice for new believers? Um, or people who are witness or people that you're witnessing to, um, you know, about, um, how to come to Christ. Do you have any advice for new, for um, new yeah, believers? So, um, I'm still new in my new believer thing. So I don't want to yeah. put myself too high on the pedestal there, but I think first and foremost, we just need to be patient with ourselves. New believers, yes. we need to be patient. Mm -hmm. You know, patient. I, it's hard for me to say that because I'm very impatient and the way that I've just gone in there and just stuck my head in that Bible and just read, read, read. It's hard for me to say that because I just want to absorb it all and know it all. Um, and the second advice is read, 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 read yeah. the Bible. Yeah. If you want to know Jesus, you read the Bible. And Man. one of the most, one of the biggest um, things that have stuck with me and Chanda, this was your advice to me day one. And that was, you know, day one after I got home. Because, <laughs> you know, I told you about how I was like watching all these pastors and stuff like that. And you said, just make sure whatever you hear them say, it's backed up with the Bible. It's backed up with God's word. Mm -hmm. And so if you yeah. read, read, read the Bible, you'll be able yeah. to discern 
what people were saying. And we had a later conversation, you know, that it did happen. And then you came out and said one reason why you didn't like that pastor. And I was like, well, I haven't listened to him in two weeks because, (laughs) you know, I didn't like what he said. So, so that is, uh, that's actually one of your um, advices that I give people. And I would say that um, if there's anything in your past that you are angry, I didn't learn until a few weeks ago that it wasn't my mom that I was angry with. It was actually God. I was actually angry at God. I was angry at him for taking everybody away from me and every, Mm -hmm. all the losses and everything. And it's okay to be angry with God. He's okay with that. He he already knows you're angry with them. That's why he's been reaching out to you. Right. Mm -hmm. So express Mm -hmm. your anger. Let him know why you're angry. Every instance, ask him for peace for those, that anger for every instance that you're angry with him about. Pray for him to show you the moments during those times that he was there. Because I can tell you through every moment, I can tell you where he was at mm. in every one of those. And so, you know, just, just pray about that and just mm-hmm. let him show you the moments, let him show you where the peace is at and let him just overwhelm you. And I don't mean that in like in a bad overwhelm, like just pour his grace and his mercy all over you and his peace and, and you'll find it. And just, you know, if you don't have someone you know, like Chanda or someone in your life that you have to lean on to ask questions to find somebody, go to the nearest church, ask the pastor. And that goes for people that aren't new believers yet, but they're kind of curious and they're on the fence, you know, go to a mm-hmm. church, talk to a pastor, have mm-hmm. questions so that you can make a more informed Christian decision mm-hmm. as to how and why and where and when. And, um, if you get there and the pastor acts like he doesn't want to have anything to do with you or, or anything like that, or you maybe just don't feel a good feeling with him when you go there, like Jesus said, walk out and dust the dirt off your feet and go Mm -hmm. find another one. So, um, I would say for the ones that aren't believers yet, if you've tried everything and it hasn't worked, try God, Mm -hmm. you know, he'll show you who he is. He did me. It might have taken a while for me to to get it, but he'll show you. And uh, when he starts showing you, start taking that to heart and start doing more. And I would say also, even if you're not a new believer yet, read the Bible, read it, make your own decision and your discernment from that. You know, just read the Bible, whether you believe in it or not, because by the end of it, you'll probably end up believing it. Yeah, yeah, because you you can, how can you judge something if you haven't even read it, if you haven't even opened it right. up before? And I judged it. I would always say, "Oh, well, in the Bible it would do this." And then I'm like, mm, "I go on Google and look at it." And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember. I do remember. Like, um, yeah, with me and you, I would tell you, I'd be like, "Oh, I do remember." In this piece, it said that, and it was like little tiny pieces because mm-hmm. I look back in an old old Bible that I have. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had Bibles. I <laughs> I even carried it for a long time. They even I even kept one of my nightstand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so anyway, when I look back, there's all these highlights, and I don't remember making the highlights. But mm-hmm. at, there was a moment in my life where I was called to read it and make highlights, but I couldn't tell you anything that it said. Yeah. until now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and that's and, and that's <laughs> it is that you know those are those are great key points there carrie it's you know read the word of god test it for yourself see what it really says don't just go off of what someone else is telling you get in there and read it don't make a judgment yeah. call and the other mm-hmm. thing i would um also say is if you're a person like me and you have a friend or a loved one that's not following jesus just pray for him 
just mm -hmm. be there. Don't make judgments. Don't criticize. Don't put them down when they're not mm -hmm. doing the things, because what that's going to do is that's just going to push them further away from Christ. And what you're trying to do is draw them into his love. And you should be exuding his love mm -hmm. to those individuals. Mm -hmm. And you should be showing them that, that Christ is in you. And so you're actually reach Jesus is reaching people through you. And that for me, you, listen, if I had come to Carrie and I beat her over the head with the Bible, we would be nowhere today. Oh yeah. I would have walked away and I have done it in the past. Yeah. Bible not thump with you, but no, no, no. With other people, Bible thumping never gets you anywhere. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, um, I, I think I'm going to make a t-shirt now that says, try God. Got questions? Try God. Let's just make some shirts that say that because I really think it would be such an unbelievable conversation starter in the middle of a supermarket, you know, those kinds of things, because it's like got milk. Well, try God, you know, I yeah. mean, so. Well, you know, and that's another thing with new believers. I would have to say that as new believers, we're um, so excited, you yes. know, we're learning and all this, and we just want to um, sp spread it and tell people about it. And I would say that for me, that's probably been the hardest thing for me is trying to find that happy medium because I'm excited about it. I want to tell my family and my friends what I've learned and what I, what I feel and what I know. And it's just like, Oh, I want to talk about it, but it's not because <laughs> I want to talk about it to make them do anything. No. You know, my family believes they just may not be walking the path that I'm walking. But for me, it's like, okay, do I text and send this? Oh no, because then, you know, so that, for me, it's, it's hard for me to find the heaven medium. So, mm -hmm. well, how many right times now, did I text you Bible verses? Never. <laughs> I think maybe once a long time. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I don't remember. We talked about, we talked about God. We talked about your belief, but you never talked to me about it. I you know, always yeah, talked about talk. him in the sense of what he's doing in your life. And, you know, I think I'm a visual person. So visualizing and watching it happen with you. And then Craig comes along out of the blue, like just out of the blue, I, you know, I never even heard of the man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's so passionate about it. And, you know, first I was sharing with you because I was like, Hey, you know, kind of wanting to see what you had to say about what he was saying, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then you're like, Oh yeah, that's really good. And then next thing you know, I'm like sharing it with everybody else on Instagram, on Facebook. And because I was like, even though I wasn't a believer at the moment, I was believing in what he was saying, you yeah, know, cause he was yeah. just, I like this Bible time, you know, that's it. That's I like it. his personality. Yeah. So. And it, you know, God came at you from multiple angles and that, that may be what's happening to somebody who's listening today. God may be coming at you from multiple angles. You might be listening to freedom wranglers and be thinking, this is me. He just keeps, you know, coming in. And mm -hmm. so what we would say is um, if you were at that place in your life where you're ready to surrender at all, just ask him into your heart. You know, John 3, 16 and 17 are some of the most powerful verses. And they're some of the most well-known verses in the, in the world, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever will believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Um, but God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, that the world might be saved. That's right. He's not here to condemn us. He loves us. He cares about us. And so that's the message we want to convey to you. So if you decide you're going to accept Jesus, 
as your Lord and Savior today, would you please email us at freedomwranglers at gmail.com because we want to celebrate with you. We want to encourage you, you know, that all the angels are rejoicing. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe y'all have, maybe you have some questions that you want to have answers to and you're a little too timid or don't really want to go into a church or hunt people down to answer that question, but you've listened to the podcast, you hear them and, 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 know how they feel and how they speak and and what they know so just email them and ask them questions i'm pretty sure you two would be happy to answer any questions and help someone oh, yeah. through. if you confess with you your mouth the lord jesus and believe in thine heart <laughs> that god rose him from the dead that shall be saved that's Come it on, that's it so and yes. we are definitely here you need everybody needs discipleship and everybody needs a mentor in christ and so i have people that mentor me i have people that i mentor and so that that's what it's about it's about growing and so as you're a little further along in in your faith then you're able to help others so you know we're here freedom wranglers are here to answer questions we're here to guide and direct and to help you grow in christ and the other thing i will say is a great resource is the bible recap if you aren't sure where to begin in the bible and what it all means grab that bible recap and just start and there's a podcast that goes with it on um, itunes and spotify it's on all different platforms there's even a website YouTube. yep so tara lee cobble is her name or tlc as she referred to herself this morning (laughs) i thought that was really cute not the group from back in the day. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, guys, we are so, Carrie, we're so excited for you. God yeah. has blessed you and we are blessed to know you. Very excited. This. We're excited for you. Can't wait to see where he takes you and have you back yeah. on to share about new things that God's doing in your life, how he's using you, different things like that. So thank you so much for coming on. It's just been oh, such a blessing. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. It was a privilege. Thank you so much. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. You let Jesus shine today. And that that's the key. That's Aww. why we're here is to let Jesus shine. So well, Freedom Wranglers, we're going to wrangle it on out of here. We are so glad you joined us today. Yeah. Adios. Bye, y'all. You have been listening to Freedom Wranglers. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We hope that this has encouraged you, challenged you, and empowered you to wrangle in the freedom that you can find in knowing Jesus Christ. Have a great week. That music right there is by Shane Ivers. It's called Later Gator. If you like that, you can find that at Silverman Sounds.